Welcome to the Undercurrent Podcast. I'm your host, Liana Lumawig, life coach, surfer, and ex-corporate girl living in Bali. I've been in unfulfilling jobs and relationships that used to drain my energy and confidence to the point where I was miserable. If you can relate, this podcast is for you. I'm here to tell you that you don't have to stay stuck and settle for anything less than what makes you happy. You can choose how to work, love, and live on your terms. And this podcast will show you how. Let's dive in. It's Asian American Pacific Islander History Month, and I want to celebrate by highlighting my Filipino heritage. I've talked a lot about how being a daughter of immigrants in the U.S. has its challenges, like living through generational trauma through colonialism, experiencing racism, poverty, a scarcity mindset, and living with the stress trying to uphold the model minority image. But being a Filipino American has its benefits. And I'm excited and proud to show you what those are. So here are 10 things I love about being a Filipino. Number one, Filipinos are unique. We are a melting pot of different parts of the world. Even a hundred years ago, the Philippines was already a mix of people that were from Malay background, Chinese, Hindu, Arab, Polynesian, and Spanish and also some English, Japanese, and African thrown in. Psychologist Kevin Nadal, who specializes in Filipino psychology, says that Filipinos are the Latinos of Asia, so we could fit in pretty much anywhere in the world. Number two, Filipinos have a collective mentality, which means that we are very family-oriented and we make decisions for the greater good of the group and the family. Now, Growing up in the Western world, this was difficult for me because in the Western world, we value individualism and we make decisions that are going to be good for ourselves as individuals. But the beauty of having a collective mentality like they do in the Philippines is that you never really feel like you're alone. For example, when I was young, And there was a family member visiting from the Philippines, taking a long trek, right? The the flight was probably a whole 24 hours long with connecting flight. But we would greet our family members at the airport with like two van loads of people. You guys know that when you get picked up from the airport, all you need is like an Uber driver or some one person to pick you up. But we had an entire family pick up one person at the airport because of this collective mentality. And I thought that was really sweet. Number three, Filipino culture is food centric. Now, I know that you can say this probably about every culture, right? Because every culture has cuisine that they're proud of. But I've lived internationally for the last seven, eight years. I've learned from a lot of my friends that have come from different parts of the world and have gotten to know what their cultures are. And I've not seen anything quite like how Filipinos value food and value having an overabundance of food. I grew up in a family of four, right? So it was me, my mom, my dad, my brother. But it seemed like every night my mom cooked for like an army of 12 or more people. 
So when I dated a white dude in high school, I went to dinner at his house and, you know, we all sat at our places at the table. And when we were done with dinner, I looked down at the plates and the servings and everything. And I saw that there was nothing left over. I was so confused. I was like, wait, hold up. (laughs) Why isn't there anything left over? So just in case I want to eat this tomorrow, because it was so good. Another thing that I love about being Filipino are the Filipino parties. If you ever get invited to a Filipino party, I highly recommend you go. When you go to a Filipino party, there are tables and tables of food right in front of you. The tables are not meant to sit down and eat at. They're meant to house all of the different random tins of food. They cover every inch of surface of the tabletops and more. So you'll find dishes like adobo, pancit, and if it's a fancy party, you'll find lechon. Um, But there are so many delicious, amazing dishes of food in abundance at these parties. And when you arrive, you'll probably be greeted by an auntie or two, and she will be so happy to see you. She'll shove a plate in front of you and ask, did you eat yet? Which is basically a rhetorical question because you're pretty much expected to eat anyway, even if you're full. (laughs) You've got kids running around inside and outside of the house, just kind of doing their thing. You've got auntie's chismissing, which is our word for gossip. And we've got dads and uncles around a table or two playing our version of poker called Pusoy. And then when the evening comes on, they bust out the karaoke machine and it is on. (laughs) So that leads me to number five. Filipinos are natural entertainers. They love to sing and dance. It's like Filipinos have a gene that we're predispositioned to perform musically. It's in our blood, right? So it's not uncommon to have all night karaoke parties where, you know, sometimes I've done that and I've gone hoarse because I've, I sang so much. You know, at weddings, the dance floors are always full, especially if there is a line dance like doing the cha-cha or the electric slide, right? They just love to get together as a collective and dance together. Here are famous entertainers who have Filipino blood. Bruno Mars, Vanessa Hudgens, Her, Lea Salonga, Enrique Iglesias, to name a few. Number six, we as Filipinos are very expressive. Sometimes it can come across as overly dramatic and people will call you ma'arte or OA, which is an abbreviation for you're overreacting. And there is a specific word that you'll only find in the Philippines called gigil. If you look it up, it says it's an overwhelming feeling that comes over us when we see something cute. It's kind of like Agnes in that movie Despicable Me, if you saw it. She's like, oh my God, it's so fluffy, I'm gonna die. (laughs) But anyway, it's a word to describe this like expression to where you are overwhelmed by this feeling that. You've got to like clench your teeth and you're so tense, but it's a positive thing, right? (laughs) 
Number seven is Filipinos are hardworking, right? Filipinos are some of the hardest working people I know. They'll leave the Philippines and move to a, a whole other country without knowing a single soul and work and work on their own. Even if they have a husband or wife and kids at home, they're so dutiful that they just go and do what they got to do to support their family, even if it means being alone and working hard. Number eight, Filipinos are generous. I know so many people in my family and some family friends. It gives them the pleasure to give people the shirt off their back or even the food off their plate. There's something about sharing and offering what you have to a friend or family member that is just ingrained in our culture. That's something that we just do. Number nine is Filipinos are respectful. Respect is very important in our culture, especially towards our elders. So if there is an elder in the room and you are arriving somewhere, it is custom to walk towards them first and get blessed by them. It's called mano or bagmamano, right? So you walk up to them and then you take their hand and then you put it up to your forehead. And when you speak to an older person, it's customary to say po or opo when you're interacting with them as a sign of respect. So if they ask you something, instead of saying yes or no, you would say po or opo, which is similar to saying yes, sir, or yes, ma'am. Also, towards our older siblings or older cousins or older family members that aren't elders, we also have uh, similar words that we use to address them, which are ate and kuya, which is basically like older sister or older brother. And in some other dialects, it's manong or manang, which is older brother or older sister. And we use this as a term of respect and a term of endearment. And lastly, number 10 is Filipinos are resilient as fuck. So no matter what challenges they experience in their lives, you'll often see people who are Filipino come out of the other side with a smile and optimism. And maybe this is because of the colonial history that we've had in our past, right? We've been taken over so many times by other countries, and maybe we've just got used to dealing with it. And we actually have a term that's ingrained in our culture called bahala na which basically means to leave it be, right? So if something bad happens to you, if someone wronged you, or if you're, you know, just having a really terrible time in your life, instead of complaining, instead of being the victim, you would think of the term bahala na and just kind of let it be and do what you can with what you have. So this as a term and part of our culture has helped us deal with the challenges that we've experienced as a collective and helped us build resilience. So these are the reasons why I'm proud to be a Filipino. You know, we're not just nurses in the hospitals or porters at the airport or valet drivers in parking garages. You know, we've got a strong culture and history that is unique and deserves to be celebrated. And I'm proud 
that I get to sit here and share with you and honor my Filipino heritage this month through this podcast episode. Thanks for listening. I hope that you can share in the celebration of not only my heritage, but other cultures in Asian American and Pacific Islander history this month. Thanks, friends and fam. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Undercurrent Podcast. If we're not yet connected on Instagram, give me a follow at Liana Lumawig and at The Undercurrent Podcast. For more tips on how to design your life on your terms, or if you'd like to reach out, visit lianalumawig.com or you can always DM me on Instagram at The Undercurrent Podcast. Take care, my friends, and see you next week. Mm-hmm.